series. Okay. Can you hear me, girls? Yes. Yes. Hi, Miriam. How are you? Hi, 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 Rivka. Welcome. לא, לא, אנחנו נסענו וחזרנו, נסענו סתם לטייל, לא, בשביל להישאר ברוסיה, כן, ברוך השם. ואנחנו גרים ליד של ההורים של בעלי, אז לפעמים אנחנו מגיעים אליהם. איך אתם? הכל בסדר? כשיגמר הקורונה, אני רוצה שתבואו לבקר. כן, בעזרת השם, אנחנו גם מאוד מאוד מחכים שזה ייגמר בקרוב. אני גם מקווה מאוד. אוקיי, מי עוד נמצא איתנו כעת? בואי נראה. שרה ויעל. אוקיי. אוקיי, אנחנו נתחיל. Shall we start, girls? I can't see anybody. Sure. Yeah. Okay, can we start? Girls? I don't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. we can start. I'm going to start now. Okay, we started last week a bit about Megillat Ruud. I want to continue today. Um, And if you have got question, you can stop me and ask. It's all right. Um, I would love to see all of you. I don't know why I can't see. I only can see, I can't see Miriam, but I know that she's on. Hello. Oh, now I can see. Okay. Hi. Hi, girls. Okay. <laughs> Make sure that I can see. It's, it's easier for me than to talk to the walls. <laughs> All right, we started last week about uh, Ruth, and we said Ruth is the books that we read on Shavuot, like any other Megillah we read in different kind of times. And um, who was Ruth, actually? Ruth original was from, can anybody tell me where was she from? Moab, right? Moab, yes. Where is Moab today? 
Where is Moab? Today Moab is where Jordan is. You know when you go to the Dead Sea? The other side the mountains? Yeah, that's it? That's Moab, yes. Today it's called Jordan, it belongs to the Jordanian uh, kingdom, but this used to be Moab. Now, when we look a bit of geography, you all know where Bethlehem, if you have been at uh, Kever Rachel, have you been at the Kever Rachel girls? Yes? You yeah, know? I've been no. to. <laughs> no, I've not been. I couldn't unmute myself. Kever Rachel? Yeah, exactly. Kever Rachel, it's south part of Jerusalem, yes? Now, yeah. why do I tell you? Because you have to understand how in those days, people did not travel, not by car, not by buses, not by aeroplane. They walked. They walked from Bethlehem in south of Jerusalem. They walked all the way down to the Dead Sea, crossed it, and went into Moab. What, what was the problem with Moab? Moab, we know that, as I said last week, did not let the Jews cross through their country, and they didn't even give them bread or water because it's a very hot place and they didn't have the Jewish people. And therefore, the name, and the same happened to the Ammonim. Ammon was the neighborhood of Moab. The same happened to them. There was a decree in the Torah that we are not allowed to have any connection with the Ammonim or Moabim, with none of them. Now, what happened? I told you that the family of Elimelech it was a famine, and they left the country and went to Moab. When they went to Moab, there was a big problem. If the Torah forbade us to have any relationship or any connection with the Moabim, how come the family moves there? Yes? So we have to be very much aware of these little, little things that happen. Girls, have you got the book of fruit with you? Have you got the book? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have. Yeah, have you got it? Yeah, yeah, I have it. I have it. You have it. Okay. Oh, it so, might be in the back. So we speak about the time of the Shoftim. What is the time of the Shoftim? When was it? When was the time of the Shoftim? It's written straight the first Pasuk. Yes, I'm reading it in English. Uh, in the days when the chieftains, the Shoftim, the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah, with his wife and two sons, went to reside in the country of Moab. Meaning, historically, when was it the time of the Shoftim? Can you tell me? Yeah, it's um, it's after Yeshua or something, and then there were like it's a few hundred fifty years worth of team. Exactly, after Yeshua time, exactly what you said. After Yeshua came the time of the judges, and it took few hundred years. Yes, and now when it's written here, it's the time of the judges. Who was the judge? Actually, it depends which uh, commentary you look at. Some commentaries said that it was a time between judges. Some say it was the time of the judge Ivzan. Ivzan is Boaz, and we need to know who is Boaz in a minute. And that's what happened. Now, 
What happened? This family left the country. Why did they leave the country? We all know that even today, somebody hears that somewhere else you can make better business, so you move, yes? Even nowadays, it happened a lot. People move from one country to another or from one city to another in order to make better business. Here, they didn't move from this. They moved because there was a famine in Israel. The family of Elimelech was a very, very wealthy family. He could not stand the idea that people are coming to ask him for uh, food. He couldn't stand the idea. He didn't want to give them away. He said, it's my money. I don't want to spend it on other people. He could, he was so rich, he could actually afford to give people for 10 years food. So now they are moving to Moab. What happened, who moved to Moab? If you can, can uh, shall I read or shall you? Um, it said, uh, he went to, from Bethlehem to, in Judah with his wife and two sons, went to reside in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech, his wife's name was Naomi, and his two sons were named Machlon and Kilion, Ephratim of Bethlehem. I, about the names, I don't want much to speak, I spoke last week, but the word Ephratim. Ephrati means important person, means Elimelech, this man, came from a very important family. So first of all, we know that Bethlehem, Yehuda means it belongs to the tribe of Judah. We are still speaking when people did not move from their tribal area. Everyone who belonged to any tribe live in this tribe, in this tribe area. Now, what happened to, to uh, Elimelech? He was belonging to a very important family, to a family of Nachshon ben Amenadab. Even if in a tribe, you've got people who are more important or less important. And Nachshon ben Amenadab was the man who jumped into the Red Sea before the, uh, before the sea uh, parted into two. So he came from a very important family. Now, um, they went to Sdei Moab. Sdei, it's written in to the country of Moab, Sdei Moab, it's written. Next translation is always, not always very good. When it says Sdei, it means it's plural. It means they decided to move from one place to another. They didn't want to settle it in one place, but they decided to move from one place to another and then to come back to Israel. That was the idea. And uh, what happened to Elimelech? He died. It can happen. And Naomi remained alone with her two sons. She, actually, it wasn't good. She saw that her husband is dead. She should have gone back to Eretz Israel. No, she remained there. Now, after she remained, these two boys grew up. They didn't have Jewish company. So they got out with two non-Jewish girls. It happened to be that uh, these two girls were the daughters of the king. And the king was very happy that the girls are getting, going out with two boys that are very well done. But um, these two uh, women, they couldn't really get married like with us because they didn't have a chupa or kiddushin because they never converted. So they were not Jewish. So they just lived together with them, not according 
And if they would have children, the children wouldn't have been Jewish children because, you know, we go according to the mother. Now, these two women, one was Orpa, her name, and one was Ruth, and we discussed it last week. But, and they lived there with their wives about 10 years, and then these two men died. Now, something very interesting happened. You know, in today, even today, you know, when you want to buy something today through the... Uh, the computer, you go and you go, you do all this kind of shopping from China, from wherever. Yes, and then you hear all the news. Or you buy newspaper. In those days, in order to hear the news, what was going on, people, the people who used to sell from one house to another, they used to spread the news. Now the news came that Hashem actually um, released, uh, Hashem remembered his nation, and he gave them back bread. Now, this is what Naomi hears from the people who came to sell, all these kind of uh, merchants who went from one house to another to sell their products, that's what she hears. So she decided, okay, now I'm going out of this place and I'm going back to my own country, to Eretz Yehuda, not to Eretz Israel. In those days, uh, Eretz Israel was not called Eretz Israel yet, it was called only the, where you live, the area. So she was from the tribe of Yehuda, so she came back to Yehuda. And she started out with her daughter-in-laws to return from the country of Moab. For in the country of Moab, she had heard that the Lord had taken note of his people and given them food, meaning that Hashem started to give his people food, meaning the famine is over. Now, what happened with her two daughter-in-laws? They were not Jewish, but they were so nice to her, accompanied by her two daughter-in-laws, she left the place where she had been living, and they set out on the road back to the land of Judah. Now, these two girls accompany Naomi to go back to the land of Judah. It's not far, but you have to remember, that's why I like people to see the geography of the place, it's actually what we call today Midbar Yehuda, the Judean desert. It's hot, it's dry. It's actually going back up the mountains to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is high. And these two girls who were princess followed her, did not discuss. They went. Now, what happened to Naomi? Naomi comes and she tells them to her daughter-in-laws, turn back, each of you, to her mother's house. She begs them to go back to the place where they come from. Now, why? Now, and she said, she used the word in Hebrew, lechna shovna, go back and shovna. Shovna, it means go return. The word shovna will come, will appear three times. Let's say that these two girls said, well, you're going back to your country. We know, to your land. We would like to become Jewish girls. Anyone who wants to convert, three times we have to tell them not to. Three times we have to explain them, it's not worth it. It's hard, it's not easy, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to tell them the hard mitzvot, the easy mitzvot, really to try to persuade them not to convert. As I said last time, we are not a missionary uh, religion. And that's what happened, and the girls insisted, uh, 
to go, to go with them. Now, she also said something very nice to them. She said to them, Yas Hashem imachem, may the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The dead, it means the two husbands. I don't need to tell you, I said it last week, the Hebrew Kedisha also, it's the work of the Hebrew Kedisha to put the dead people to, to wear them with the cloth, the white cloth and everything, and to clean their body. This is what the two girls did. And she, and this is called Chesed, Chesed Shelemet, as I said last week. When you deal with a dead person, you can't get back favor. When, when, when I ask you a favor, or I, yes, and uh, or you ask me a favor, I, I said, I'll give you, I'll make you a favor. I know if I need, you'll return me. With that people, no one will return. So this is called Chesed Shel Emet, a kindness, a true kindness. And uh, she tells them, um, may the Lord, the, uh, May the Lord grant that each of you find security in the house of her husband. Now she wishes each one of them to get married again. Don't stay by yourself, get married, build up houses and find yourself. And she kissed them farewell. They broke into weeping and said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. And they insisted both of them together. And all the time she speaks to them equal. She doesn't make any difference between Ruth and Orpa. Both of them are weak, equal. And again, now, in this next pasuk, she say again, Shovna, again, three times she said, go back. I will be old. Yes. And she said to them, um, and she kissed them farewell. They broke into weeping and said to her, no, we will return. But Naomi replied, Turn back, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Have I more sons in my body who might be husbands for, for you? Now, I don't know if you know, but there is a thing that if a woman becomes a widow and the, the husband, the, the dead husband has a brother, the brother has to marry the woman. We know it also with the Yehuda, when Tamar married the son of Yehuda, he died and didn't have children. So the second one married him and again they didn't have children. And the third one, Yehuda said, I'm not going to give her because he will die, I won't have children. And then happened the story with uh, Tamar and Yehuda that she was sitting on the way and uh, Yehuda thought that she's not a proper uh, nice lady and he slept with her and she was pregnant. But she did it specially because she reminded me, you needed to give me Shela and you didn't give me. And uh, what happened really, the, and here she said, it won't help you because I'm too old, I won't have any more children. And she said to them, turn back my daughters for I'm too old to be married, even if I thought there was hope for me. Even if I were married tonight and I also bore sons. Meaning, come on, it won't help you. Should you wait for them to grow up? It means they were already much older. If she will give birth now, it won't help. They will be too old for them. Should you, on their account, debar yourself for marriage? Or oh, no, my daughters. My lot is far more bitter than yours. For the hand of the Lord had struck out against me. Now, she believes that Hashem really 
won't give, give her, go back. I feel very bad, just go. They broke into weeping again, and Orpa kissed her mother in law farewell, but Ruth clung to her. Now, Orpa, as I told you, when we give names to children, we think we give names, but it's not. Every name that every child has, there is some of Akadosh Baruch Hu Hashem is giving us. Also, Orpa, when uh, she got the name, it means she returned her back to her mother-in-law and she went back. Nothing wrong with it, but that's the name. But Ruth, um, Nomi said to Ruth, look, see, your sister-in-law has returned to her people and her gods. Go follow your sister-in-law. And Nomi told her, go. What do you need me for? I can't help you. She really tried to convince her not to come. And of course, Ruth told her, but Ruth replied, do not urge me to leave you, to turn back and not follow you. For everywhere you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall my people and your God, my God. Here she said to her, meaning, whatever you, uh, you'll go, I'll go, meaning, until now, they could go, you know, to the theater, to the movie, to all these kind of things. Ruth told her, you know what? We don't do it, Jewish people. Say, if you don't do it, I won't, wherever you, wherever you will sleep, meaning mezuzah on the doors. I will sleep where there is a mezuzah. Wherever your people are my people, there is no question. And the last thing she said, and your God is my God. Remember, we are speaking about the time when people still worship idols. Yes? It's not like today that the Islam believing in God and the Christians believing in God. No. Then people really worship idols. And she said, that will be. And, but she didn't finish. And she said, um, where you die, I will die. Meaning, I want to be buried in a Jewish way next to you. That's what I want to do. And there I will be buried. And she said to her, the only thing that will separate, I want to, she, she really was so strong with her and she said, I really want to be with you. And she said, the only thing that will really separate us will be the death. Otherwise, I'm not going to leave you. I will be with you. And what happened? And when Naomi saw how determined she was to go with her, she ceased to argue with her. Now, when she saw that she's so determined in her way not to leave, she could see that it's really serious. It only teaches us when people want to convert, yes, we need to make sure that they really do it in a proper way. Yes, it's not a fun, it's not just a, because I know somebody. Conversion, it's a serious business. And here she saw, she's really determined she doesn't want, and then she decided that's enough. And uh, there is a limit. When, when I can see that somebody wants to convert and he's serious, there is a limit how much can I push him away and then I can say, okay, that's it. And that's, that's when she stopped to argue with her. And then the two went on until they reached Bethlehem. Now, and the two of them went together and 
when it says the two of them, we can see that when somebody wants to convert, he's a Jew like anybody else. We can see how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves the, the people who convert, if they do it properly, meaning they are, they are just the same as Jewish people. There is not somebody who converts and says, oh, they only convert, so it's not exactly my cup of tea. No way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually accept the convert people exactly as the Jews. Because sometimes I hear people say, oh, they just converted. No. According to the Jewish law, somebody who convert is actually a Jew. We also say somebody convert because the neshama maybe went to the wrong body and then came back to us. Um, and we can see the determination of uh, Ruth because when it says also Shtehem, the both of them, yes, that she agreed to leave her birthplace, her home, uh, the family, yes, and she clinged into the way of uh, uh, going together. Now, um, what happened? It says the word Shtehem, if you've got the Hebrew, with a mem at the hand instead of a noon, it went like a male. Now remember, we are, it's not like today you are driving or you're going by aeroplane, everything is safe. When these two ladies walked all the way, there were a lot of people walking in those days. They, were, they didn't want to walk with other people. They walked by themselves and they decided to wear men clothes so people will not bother them. And when they came to Bethlehem, they took it away. That's why it's written Shtehem with a mem and not Shtehen with a noon like for a female way. And now they're coming already, they're coming towards Bethlehem into the city of Bethlehem. And what happened when they come? Um, when they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole city buzzed with excitement over them. The women said, can this be Naomi? Now, when they come, everybody, you know how it is, when we see somebody, we're all starting to talk and say, can it be this, can it be this? Look at her, look at this. Yes, we all know how it happened. And the, the fact that everybody knew so fast that they didn't have mobile to tell anybody when they come, but everybody, so how come everybody knew? Because it was the funeral according to the Mefarshim, according to the commentaries, it was the funeral of the wife of Boaz. She passed away and everybody came to the funeral. And, uh, and also it was the time, uh, we will see it, uh, of uh, the harvest. So at the time of the harvest, everybody is out. Yes, it's summer, it's nice. And the... Uh, now, why did they ask, is, is this Nomi? Why, couldn't they recognize her? Of course they could, but Nomi always had slaves and maids and the people came in and out. And when she would go out of her house, she had people who served her and everything. And, and she, she was a rich woman. She was a nice clothes always and all this kind of thing. Now, when they saw her barefoot, or her face was skinny, the color of her face was green from the hunger. And 
the good, and that's why they said, is this Naomi? Can it be Naomi? The lady, the, the lady, the real lady, that we know what happened to her. And is this the lady that her deeds were so pleasant and everything? And what happened? Look what happened when she left the country. Look what happened, what the people do. Now, what do Naomi tell, tell them when they ask, is, can it be Naomi? So Naomi answers them. Um, just a second. When that, uh, do not call me Naomi. No, the word Naomi, I told you last time, mean pleasant. She replied, call me Mara. Mara, it's bitter. For Shaddai, for God, has made my lot very bitter. It's mean, she said, what happened? Don't call me anymore uh, Naomi Pleasant. Call me bitter. Why? Because Hashem made my life bitter. I deserve it. And, and, and she doesn't blame Hashem. She understands that she deserves it. And she said, um, I went. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. What does it mean? She went out with her children, with her husband and children. And now what I'm coming, I'm coming a widow, I'm coming a childless without children anymore, and hungry. And uh, just think a minute about the situation of a woman living the country, very wealthy, very rich, with family, with a very important husband, very well-known children, coming back like nothing. No clothing, barefoot, uh, no, no servants anymore, no one will look at her. Her face was skinny and green from hunger. Terrible, terrible, and of course, a widow, childless, nothing. And, and she said, and Hashem brought me back, nothing, empty. How can you call me Nomi? And she said, how can you call me Nomi? Nomi is a pleasant word, yes? Um, and now she said, and she, she speaks about herself, she said, I don't think I was worth for this name Nomi. When you look at it, how much I suffered. Hashem actually punished me for what I did. I, yes, she said, how can you call me Nomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me, when Shaddai Dod had brought misfortune upon me. She said, how can you treat me now as Naomi, as this beautiful woman, pleasant woman? Hashem actually punished me. I sinned very bad to Hashem. Um, what was her sin? To leave the country, to leave Eretz Israel in a bad time when everybody was hungry. Um, but sometimes people leave the place because they need money, they need a different job because they don't have it in this way. But here, Hashem punished us because we left the country when we were rich. We did not need to leave the country. The, the reason we left the country was because we didn't want to help to give the poor people, yes? And the other reason, and we stayed too long in Moab. And Now, what is the word, and she used the name, Hashem has got many names. One of the names of Hashem is Shaddai. You know, in the mezuzah, when you look, it's written Shin. Shin stands for Shin Dulia. 
דלת יוד, some of the people say שומר דלתות ישראל, שדי מן השם, די השם, decided that enough for my problems, די, it's enough. Still Hashem did not take my life, although he took the life of my husband and my sons, he still left me, and he stopped the punishment by leaving me alive. And Naomi returned from the country of Moab. She returned with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, the Moabites, yes. And they came and they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Um, now, when the word Shava returned, the question is, how come uh, it says about Ruth that she returned back to Eretz Israel? Ruth never was in Eretz Israel, so she should have, the Pasuk should have said, Habaa, the one who came to Eretz Israel, how come it says, Nomi veruta mawviya kalata ima hashava misdei moab, that returned from misdei moab. So, but the idea is that Ruth was so much insisting of coming like Ruth, she wanted so, of Naomi, she, she had this kind of ambitious to come back to Eretz Israel, and therefore, Shmuel, when he wrote the book, he said, wow, she's like somebody who returns back, as if she lived here before, yes? As if that was her birthplace. Um, now, remember, the, she was the first Moabite that converted. And from here, uh, until now, no Moabites ever converted. And uh, from here we learn something. Until then, it's written in the Torah that Amoni and Moabi lo yuchlu likanes bikal Hashem. Amoni and Moabi cannot convert. And people assume it's male and female. Here we learn from here that came the idea that Amoni and Moavi, the male Amoni or Moavi cannot convert, but Amonit and Moavit can convert. From here we learn it. Um, so that's why it's also very, very important. Um, now, what's the time of the time when they came, it was time of the harvest of the barley. That's very, very important to understand because from here actually start the story of Ruth. Because of the time of the harvest, we will understand what happened actually to Ruth. We know that Ruth was the mother of kingdom. I told you we had four mothers, yes? Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Vileha. They, they were the mothers of our nations, but we had only one mother of kingdom, that was Ruth. She was the mother of kingdom, we had only one, not like the other four. And now we're coming into the, the time, how, how does Ruth become the mother of kingdom? The Ruth that she came a convert, and she is the one who become the mother of our kingdom. And you know, when the Mashiach is coming, the kingdom will come back into the family of David. Although we know that after Shlomo Amelech, the kingdom was split into two. There was the kingdom of, of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. When the Mashiach is coming, 
it will be only the kingdom of uh, Yehuda, it will be the uh, dynasty of uh, David. And it's very, very important to understand what's actually going on here. From here, until now, was only the, uh, the introduction to the book. From here, we will understand all the idea how Ruth became the mother of the kingdom. And we are starting now the second chapter. And now Naomi had a kinsman on her husband's side, a man of substance of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. Now, Naomi had uh, somebody she knew, Moda, but he actually was her part of her family, and he was a relative. How was he relative? Boaz was the nephew of her husband. He was the nephew of her husband, but somehow Naomi didn't feel that she needs to meet him. She never met him. Even when she needed his help, she tried not to ask him for any help. Because all the time she felt that it's her fault that she left the country. Boaz was a wealthy man, and she just felt, I don't want to ask him for favors because I left the country when I could help other people and I didn't do it. So better I won't ask. And, oh, excuse me, just let me tell them. Susie, I'm in the class now. Can I call you later? Yeah, of course. Not Bye. Um, anyway, um, we can see the greatness of these two ladies. Although they, had, they were very poor now, they lived in a little hut behind somebody's, uh, in the garden of somebody, really little, little hut, uh, in a very poor, they could have asked a bit of help from Boaz, so they could have a bit of dignity to live in a better way. And, but no. No, me and Ruth, uh, and remember Ruth come from a, a king of uh, Moab, and she used to live in a palace. No way, now they live at the back somewhere like a dog uh, house, and she said, I'm not going to ask any help from anybody after what I did. And uh, and another thing, we, when we came, we, when they came back to Israel, remember when I said all the people welcomed them and said, can it be Naomi? Because it was actually the funeral of Boaz's wife. So, from any reason, even if it's, they didn't want to, she didn't want to ask for money after what she did, or because she didn't want to disturb him while he was sitting Shiva after his wife, yes, while he was still uh, mourning his wife. And, and that's what happened. And now they need to eat. Remember, there were no shops in those days. You couldn't go and buy. In order to get something, you had to go into the field and to take your own things and to, to make it out of flour out of it and bread and so on. Now the Torah gives us, um, when we've got fields or when we've got whatever, the Torah is always worried about the poor people. So when somebody has got a field, he needs to leave 
a bit out of the field, not to touch it so poor people can come and take because they don't have a field, so they, they need to have something to eat. And uh, now, the, the poor people have to know how much to take. So there is always, the Torah tells us every little things in our way of life. Yeah, yeah, sometimes people say, oh, the Torah is too far away, from, it's not for me. No, the Torah actually is telling us the details of every thing in our way of life from morning to the next morning. So let's say I'm very poor, I don't have a field, it's the time when I couldn't buy anything, and I don't need to tell you now, in Israel it's a very hard time because of the corona, and people start to scream, I don't know why, it's only a month that they didn't work, so I don't know how much, yes, there are poor people in Israel, but the Torah tell, if there are poor people, and, you, and somebody has got a field, the owner of the field have to leave a piece in, in the corner, of the field, not to touch it, this is for the poor people. When he collects uh, the harvest, he needs to drop some of that. When it drops, he, sh he shouldn't take it. If it's two or three, he should leave it there. So there are all kinds of things where the poor people can come. Now, a poor pe person needs to know exactly the rules, how much he's allowed to take. Now, what happened here? Boaz, from the family of Elimelech, like Elimelech was rich, was also was, was rich. Now, the, these two ladies come, they live somewhere very, very poor in a, in a dog uh, uh, place. And what does Ruth say? Ruth, the, Moab, the Moabite said to Naomi, now Ruth is speaking. I would like to go to the fields and glean among the ears of grain behind someone who may show me kindness. Now, Ruth is now speaking to her mother-in-law, and she, now she was a princess. She never did anything like this, yes? And we can see what kind of a righteous woman was Ruth. Her mother-in-law is much older. You can't do it. I'm younger, I will do it. And she said, and she said, although I was a daughter, I'm going, I'm going to collect like one of the poor people. Now, um, she said, I'm going to do it by myself. I don't want you to come. I will follow somebody that I won't make any mistake. That God forbid, I won't take three instead of two and I will go into the right corner. Everything I will do the right way. That's what Ruth told uh, uh, Naomi. And and she said, I'm not going into an uh, orchard where there are trees, so if I'll climb, I might not be tznistic, I might not be modest. So I will go only to a field where I don't need to bend and my dress will go up. You can see that she accepted Judaism until the end, meaning no, no reduction, everything as it should be. And Shibulim, and I will collect the... Uh, and I will collect the, and glean among the ears of the grain, I will collect the grain, and she only will take the one that falls from the hand of the uh, people who cut the grains, yes? And, and she said, I will do exactly as it is written. 
And she said, and I will also go after the one who will allow me to collect. She's going to ask the owner of the field, can I come and collect here in your field? And if you will say yes, that's what she, it's meaning I will go behind, not I won't run and say, oh, I found that I'm going to collect it. She will go behind, somebody will show her, and also it's a matter of modesty. She won't run and, now remember, sometimes when we collect something and I see and I run and say, oh, it doesn't look, I can take it. No, she said, no, I will do it. Now, how does uh, Naomi looks at it? And she tells her, uh, and she tells her, Vatomer la lechibiti. And Naomi said, okay, yes, daughter, go. She answered, okay, you can go. She said, now you can, you can think, she tell her to go, she's a princess. She doesn't even know what it is. She has never done such a thing. How can she let her go? But she told her, Biti, my daughter, you can go. I do appreciate you. I do adore you. And I understand and that you have never done it, yes? I still, because I treat you as my daughter, I allow you to go. And now people say that Ruth was not anymore so young. Ruth herself was by now about 40 years old. And still she let her to go. She treated her as a daughter. She treated her with all uh, the rights of a proper daughter. She all the time spoke to her as if she was her daughter. And what happened to Ruth? What happened to her? And she said, um, and off she went. She came and glid in a field behind the reapers. And as luck would have it, it was the piece of land belonging to Boaz, who was of Elimelech's family. Now, as we say, there is no such a thing as, oh, it happened, how lucky I was. We all know that there is what we call hashgacha pratit, uh, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually does everything. There is no such a thing as it happened. Everything is coming from Hashem. And what happened? And she came and she started to glean behind the people who cut the... Now, other girls or other people who were used to it and they said, leave me alone, I'm not going to wait till they do. I can see in this corner, yalla, I'm going to take it. I see in the other corner, I'm going to jump. They were more familiar with all these kind of things. And that's, a, you know, it's like in a shop. No one see, I go, I don't wait in the queue. I overtake that queue. That's normal and that's what people do. And here, no, she really did it according to the right way. And, and it happened to be, okay, not only that she did the right thing, um, she did it in the field of Boaz. She didn't know beforehand. She didn't know that she's going to take the, the barley in the field of Boaz. And of course, uh, we said this is, a, it's not actually just happened. We can see that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything is from Hashem. Yes? And the... Uh, 
And, and, and they, 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 the Pasuk is telling us, not only that it was from Boaz, Boaz happened to be from the family of Elimelech. And Boaz come to the field to see what's happening, yes? And uh, now Boaz, now he's a widower, yes? And that's very, very important. If he belongs to the family of Elimelech, he could do Ibum. Ibum meaning to remarry somebody from his family, from the family of the deceased. Elimelech is dead, the sons are dead, there is no continuation to Naomi. In order to make continuation, somebody from the family has to marry, yes? Otherwise it's called Chalitza. And what happened? Again, it, like, it looks like, oh, it happened, yes? No? Boaz, and here, uh, presently Boaz arrived from Bethlehem. He greeted the reapers, the Lord be with you, and they responded, the Lord bless you. And he comes in to the field to see how much they cut, and they see all the men they, that cut the barley, and he gives them a blessing, he say, God will be with you, and they gave him blank. And what happened to Boaz? And Boaz said to the seven, who was in charge of the reapers? Whose girl is that? Suddenly, he sees this new girl that he have never seen. And that's very strange. And he said, who is this girl? What does she have? Now, Uh, usually, Boaz was not interested in the girls because there were a lot, a lot of girls. But we can see the way of Hashem, how everything is saying. Like the Ashgacha, like the uh, Hashem bring root into the field of Boaz, and, and it happened that on this day, actually, Boaz came to the field. He didn't come every day. He had more things to do. And that he, he actually paid attention to her and he started to ask the people who she is, yes? And who is this girl, yes? Do you think he saw other girls? There were a lot, a lot of poor people, a lot of girls who came and cut. Suddenly see one girl and he noticed her. Now, why did he notice her more than the other? Because she, when he looked, he saw she doesn't do it like the other. She doesn't take it quick. She doesn't, she does it in a proper way. Exactly the amount, exact, you know, can you imagine to stand in the heat and to start to count how many barrels can I take? How many things I can take? How many I'm not allowed to? Am I going to this corner? Am I going to the other corner? Come on, I need it. I need a lot. I don't care, I'm taking. And you notice that she actually doesn't do it like this. She is a bit different. And when she bend down, she doesn't bend down with her whole body down so her dress goes up. She actually sits down. It's much harder physically. So he could see, and she doesn't make fun like other girls with all the boys. She's different. So that's why he asked, who this girl is? Who does she come from? Who does she belong to? And, and then the servant in charge of the reapers replied, she's a Moabite girl. Now, he didn't give her a compliment. A Moabite, it means, ah, she's just nothing, yes? 
who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. Now it's actually putting down also Naomi and also Ruth. The way that he answered, the one who was in charge of the people who cut the, and he said, forget about her. And she's a Moabite, she's not Jewish, she doesn't know anything, but her mother-in-law taught her how to do it in a proper way. But this doesn't mean anything about her. Um, if you can see that her deeds are properly, this doesn't mean anything. Don't take it seriously. Um, now this boy also put down a root a lot by saying this kind of nasty things, yes? Um, what happened was, um, she's a, this girl is in a very bad luck. Why? She buried her husband, she's now very poor. And besides, you are, I know you are a widower. Don't you have a better Jewish girls to get married? What are you looking of this uh, uh, girls who grew up with the Moabite? And, and therefore the boy did not speak very nicely about it, about her. And the, uh, and he tell her and she came back with, he just didn't speak nice about uh, Ruth. And he continued and said, and still he wanted and he said, uh, uh, just a minute. And, and, and he continued and said, what did she, she said, please let, let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the reapers. She has been on her feet ever since she came this morning. She has rested out, but little in the heart. And he said, now this boy noticed that he spoke a bit too much about her, not in a nice way. And he told her, but she also told me, uh, I will take a little bit. We are, yes, uh, that's the right of the poor people according to the Torah. And he said, but after he spoke not nice about her, he said, but you know what? Uh, Ruth also showed me nice manners and uh, modesty, uh, the way she asked uh, permission to glean him. And, and they continue, and the way she asked also, I don't want uh, tzedakah, I don't want a donation. I'll do everything according to the rules of the Torah. And so he spoke, now after he spoke bad, he started to speak a bit nice about it. And, uh, uh, and she actually took very, very little according to what it was. And for the house where she lives, and here it comes back and then now she lives behind somebody in a little hut and it's a terrible place. And uh, uh, now the boy also thought maybe now Boaz will be angry that he let some more people to come into the field. So, and here at the end he said, 
you know, she only takes very little because the house where she lives cannot be, have a lot of things. She only is the two ladies, very little, you don't need to worry. Um, now, how does Boaz, when he heard what this boy tells him, how does Boaz reacted to all this kind of speech? How does Boaz see about this new lady who comes and takes uh, and gleaning his... Uh, and Boaz said, um, and Boaz said to Ruth, listen to me, daughter. Don't go to glean in any other field. Don't go elsewhere, but stay here close to my girls. When Boaz hear it, he had enough people to take from his field. Suddenly he realized who it is, yes? And he said, uh, he found out that this is the daughter-in-law of uh, Naomi, and uh, he actually showed more interest in her. And he called her, my daughter. The, when she heard how the boy speak about her to Boaz, she felt a bit uncertain about it. And he said, no, you can stay here. You are like my daughter. At, you can take as much as you want and don't go into any other field. And Stay here till the end of the harvest, okay? Okay, now I just want to finish. If anyone has got any question to ask. Can you hear me? Abroch. Can you hear me? I hear you. We hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I also hear you. Ah, yeah, because I don't know. I hate this Zoom. <laughs> anyone has got a question? I, sp I feel I spoke like too much now. No, it was Not fantastic. It's great, very clear. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Clear. I didn't I didn't realize we have we have in this Hamish is the Ah Yoffi, you've got it, yes. Yeah, so it was easy you made it very easy to follow. So you don't have any question if you look at the other commentaries there? Sorry? You don't have any questions about all this kind of idea of gleaning and taking and things. As I had questions come up, I feel like you, you answered. Fun? <laughs> like I had questions earlier, but they can, you answered them later. Okay. And any other girls in the group? There's, you guys have questions? <coughs> uh, no, it's actually quite clear, yeah. Was it? Okay. So if you have got, write it down. So next week, we can continue to discuss it. Okay, girls? Oh, 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 oh. You, oh, yeah, you said, good. Sorry, you said in the beginning, Moab. Where is it, like, in today's time? Moab. You know, you know where the Dead Sea is? Yeah. Opposite the Dead Sea, you know, we are on one side, there is the mm -hmm. Dead Sea, and there is mountains on the other side, yes? Yeah. This is Moab. This used to be called Moab. And like, where, what is now like controlled by like Jordan? Now or it's Jordan. Now it's the country of Jordan, under the kingdom of Jordan. Ah. They, yes. Now, why why is it important? Because if you take the map, take the map, mm -hmm. you see Bethlehem, 
and you see Moab, it's actually yeah. opposite. It's very easy to cross to go there. Not so easy to walk, yes? Ah. Okay, yeah. I tell you why, okay. because I did yeah. walk, I did walk from, not Bethlehem, but not far from Bethlehem, from Nukdim down to the mm-hmm. Dead Sea, I walked once at night. Wow. But I'm crazy, so look at me. <laughs> That's crazy. Video, I'm completely crazy. I did it, and it was the most beautiful walk. It's not easy, but because it's really cross, it's really crossing the country. Remember, even if they had donkeys, it's still a desert mm-hmm. land. We call it yeah. the desert. Do, do people ever, refer to it today? Have you ever been in the Dead Sea? Yeah. So you know it's a desert land, yes? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's exactly what it I, is. If you go, it's still desert. It's still hot. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. hot. Do, do like Israelis refer to that area today as Moab or no? And not now anymore. Now we call it Jordan. Like some people will call like I think what is it? Nab is it called Nablus now? Like Shechem? Nablus is Shechem. This is up in the north. Like, but I've met Israelis who still call it like Shechem, like, but people don't yeah. do that with Moab. Great, it's Shechem. It's where Kabir yeah. Yosef is. Yeah. But remember, uh, when you call it Shechem, when we call it Shechem now, Nablus is the yeah. Romans called it. Uh, so that's now, why people don't want to call it. The Romans called it Nablus, mm-hmm. but the Arabs cannot say pay. Instead of pay, uh-huh. it's pay. So that's why it's called uh-huh. Nablus. But the Romans called it Neapolis. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, I went there. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Shrem is Shrem. Gotcha. Thank you. Okay. Any more questions? Anybody else? No, but Jamie, I looked up the path because I was curious too. And that image is okay, kind of what it, it shows. Can you speak it? Oh, wow. Can you send that? Can you send that in the group? Or can you send that to me? Can you yeah, show for sure. Who shows it? Who showed it? It's D. D is showing it. Did you see the map? Yeah, wow. Now you can see that you can go straight down to Moab. It's Let's take a trip. Going through mountains. It's not easy. Yeah. Wow. It's down mountain and then going to cross the Jordan Day and to go to Moab. You had to cross the Jordan River. Wow. Time for a trip. Okay. Yeah, you can Still see. Trip. Bethlehem, you see the Dead Sea, you go, you cross the Jordan River and you go down to Moab. Okay? Wow, awesome. Thank you so much, Rafa. Can you see it's written River Arnon? Can you see that written River Arnon? Yeah. yeah. Now, my neighborhood is called Arnona. All oh, right. <laughs> very close to Bethlehem. I'm the next neighborhood of Bethlehem. Ah, I see. And why is it called Arnona? Because here, when you stand up above my house, up, you can see the river Arnon. Wow. Mm. So you see every name has got a reason. That's awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you've got another yeah. class. Now, in order for you to have another class, do I need to put you off? I don't know. Last week it was a balagan. Sorry, what'd you say? 
If, if you need to go to your other class now. Do I need to close it? How do I do it? Oh, now? yeah. I yeah, need to close it. Yeah, you need, you need to, to end class. You need to, the, you need to close it and, and click end meeting. Oh, Isaiah, where do I do it? How do I do it? On the bottom right. Uh, 